Hi everyone. Hi, I'm Ange. And I'm Justin. <laughs> and we're from Forest Superfoods and um, we thought we'd uh, start our podcast series talking about weight loss. Um, full disclosure, this is the, I don't know, fifth or sixth time we've actually filmed this same um, conversation. So we hope that this one entails all of the things we've talked about in the other ones. Um, but today's series, we're going to start talking about weight loss. Um, because weight loss is something that a large majority of humans in the Western world struggle with. And um, we know it's important for everyone to feel good and weight loss can often be a part of that. So is there anything you want to... Um, I don't know. I guess like um, I felt like we were reasonably well qualified to talk about this because you're a nutritionist and... Mm -hmm. You seem to know a lot about weight loss and about healthy eating and can't, you're very good at sifting through all the crap to find the stuff that's true and the stuff that works. And mm -hmm. um, I've kind of always struggled with my weight and it's something that I think I've really only started to get a handle on in the last 12 months or so. And I thought there might be some good information there to share with people, um, things that work for me that, you know, that might work for other people as well. Okay, so I want to start off by letting everybody know that in Australia, the weight loss industry is worth around $477 billion million last year. Now, the problem with weight loss, um, like fads, diets, all those kind of things, is that as quickly as the weight comes off, it will generally come back on with a few extra kilos because most of the time, diets don't work. So um, I'm a big fan of improving your diet, improving your lifestyle and fixing up whatever kind of issues may be existing in the body that are stopping it from losing weight. And there can be lots of things that um, hinder our weight loss or actually contribute to our weight gain. Yes. So. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's really important to talk about like why diets don't work. And I think for me, I think it's because it's always about sacrificing and people seem, you know, will either starve themselves or stop eating things that they really love that give them joy. Mm. And that kind of like sacrifice and struggle, you can only do for so long. And then when you stop doing that, you kind of go back and make up for it. Do you reckon that's part of the reason well, why diets don't work? I think that can be part of it. Um, I think also the deprivation often of nutrients will make our bodies purge on whatever it is that we see after we've finished our diet. Um, and we can do a lot of damage as well by like restricting long-term um, our caloric intake or specific nutrient intake. So I think whatever we do, it has to be whole food based because we still nurture our bodies. And I'm not a fan of taking foods out of the diet, but more about what can you add in so that those other things that weren't so good kind of fade away into the distance and um, and what is missing from your, your diet that is contributing to this current situation. Because often, you know, and there can be lots of reasons um, people can't lose weight. It can be hormonal. It can be stress-related. It can be... Um, diet, it can be lack of movement, um, 
Yeah, there's there's quite a few reasons. Yes, for you. Why are you laughing? <laughs> well, I, I thought of what raised my hand again. But, mm. but this, for what you're saying really reminds me of my journey with intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. you know, which is so popular now. I love, so many, I love fasting though, but yeah. Yeah, and so many people do it, but it doesn't necessarily work for everybody. And I no. think... I think there's no one size fits all. And I tried intermittent fasting and it didn't, I wasn't starving, but it just didn't really seem to make a difference because like you said at the time, you, um, you know, restricting how much your body eats could mean you actually store more fat. Yeah. So what happens is, um, and this is prehistorically built into our bodies, is that if we restrict caloric intake, and this is for some individuals, some individuals fasting can work great, but um our body can go, oh my God, we're not getting access to food, so we must store it. And so it does its best to keep you safe. And that's what it, storing it does. So, you know, there are definitely two sides to the queen. But in any which way, depriving ourselves of calories is not the most efficient way to lose weight. Um, because you're going to lack energy, you're going to lack, um, any, end, up, end up snacking on crap well exactly because the body just and, and snacking for example when you say like snacking what you're suggesting is that people are now um like gravitating towards unhealthy foods and they do we do do that because our brain goes what's the quickest way to get energy oh yeah that chocolate bar rep in your brain represents quick immediate energy to your bloodstream mm. so or often Mac or mac well never but um <laughs> Uh, that's why people at three o'clock, usually in the afternoon when they're really tired, will, um, grab a chocolate bar because it signals to their brain. It's like also deep fried fatty foods, you know. They often the body requires either nutrients, so it might require energy or it might require, um, essential amino acids. But the brain still thinks that that oil, that oily food, is healthy and it's going to give up the body what it needs. But in fact, what your body might need is the omega-3 fatty acids and the some energy foods. So yeah, the, the, the flip side of re- reducing caloric intake is that you don't, you will binge and you don't have enough energy. Yeah. So, um, I am a big fan of how can we change our diets so that we grab it. First of all, if the problem is just what you're eating, how can you change your diet so that you're eating better? And um, I also believe in this sense not to restrict, not to say, oh, I can't eat chocolate, I can't eat chips, I can't eat um, whatever it is that you're craving. But the rule has to be I have to eat a carrot first. I have to or eat. Or Michael Pollan's rule. Michael Pollan's rule, which we love. Um, and Michael Pollan is a food writer. Um, I don't know if he works in New York Times, but he has maybe, I don't know, six or seven great books. And one of them, his rule is eat what you can eat, whatever you want, as long as you've cooked it in your home, as long as you've made it from scratch in your home. And we are big fans of that because it means that you get to control the fat, you get to control the sugar, you get to control the ingredients, make sure they're clean, and you can also like change how much sugar you're putting in, whatever it is you need to do to improve the nutrient profile of that food you've got control over, as opposed to handing that over to a corporation who doesn't care if your body piles it and stores it, it just cares that you buy it. So if you want a triple chocolate cheesecake, you can have it, you just make it at home. 
It's okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and Michael Pollan's idea is that you would not make it often because the amount of work that goes into making that. So, you know, I also live by the idea that, like, for me, I don't really bake sweets ever because I'm not a sweets person. Um, but if you're going to bake them, you bake them maybe once a week. That's your treat. You know, it's like you have and, – and the rest of the time – Again, you don't deprive yourself of anything, but you say your rule is, okay, if I want to have that chocolate bar, I have to eat this massive bowl of salad first. Well, I think part of the reason why it works is because, like, you have the craving for that crap in the moment, but in order to make it, it takes a bit of planning. You need to have time. You need to get the ingredients. You need to get the recipes. You need to, like, you know, it's it's in that moment when you have the craving, If you, you could just reach for an apple and an orange and, you know, and, and something else, and then by mm. the time you know, you're ready to make the cheese, the, the triple chocolate cheesecake, you know, you're kind of over it by then a lot of time anyway. Well, it's probably going to take up a good portion of your yeah. life. So your brain goes, okay, let's do something involved. else. You yeah. know, let's swap that out for some fruit. Or maybe it doesn't, you know, but maybe that's just part of the challenge that you have to retrain the brain to make different choices. Um, something else I want to talk about today is um, a, a hormone called ghrelin, which um, signals to the body that you need food. Now, it can actually, let's backtrack for a second. <laughs> Back to what is hunger. So hunger, when you feel hungry, it is your body telling you that you need nutrients. Um, if you don't give your body what it needs, so if you fulfill that hunger with something fast food, like from a large chain fast food outlet, then, um, 20 minutes later, the odds are, or half an hour later, you're going to be hungry again because you haven't given your body its primal needs. You fulfilled the carbohydrate component, you fulfilled the protein component and probably, well, without a shadow of doubt, the sugar and the fat components, but you haven't given your body the nutrients they require. But if you have like a massive bowl of pasta, like just white processed pasta with cheese on it, no mm -hmm. nutrients, whatever, that'll fill you up for a long time. And well, there's no nutrition in that, no? Well, no, there, you know, I think there is nutrition. Just the pasta. Yeah, like, but you'd also pretty, pretty, like feel pretty sick if you just had a bowl of pasta with cheese. You'd feel on full. It. Yeah, but you'd feel sick. I think, I don't think that, mm. like, you know, because basically then you're just blocking up your intestinal tract yeah. with carbohydrates. So, like. The point is to eat the right foods. You yeah, know? and. The, the point is that listening to your hunger and giving it what it needs will make you less hungry. So, you know, I'm a big fan of organic food um, and for many reasons, but one of them is it has the cleanest source of nutrients for your body. And so, and, and spoon for spoon, it has a higher nutrient value. So if we're talking about, um, and that is quite debatable, it's such a debatable topic. I have a great um, overview of all the organic studies that have ever been done in the history of science. And um, without a doubt, it is true. But, you know, a lot of people say that's not true, but it, but it actually is, you know. There is more value in your dollar of buying organic food than non-organic food. Um, even if you, you know, there's a great study which um, I'll, maybe put a link to, which talks about the vitamin C content of oranges. So conventional oranges versus organic mm. oranges. 
if you eat the organic orange, you're going to absorb more of the um, nutrients available in that food than a conventional. So, might, so the price per kilo in the shop might be a little bit more. Exactly. But what the good stuff you're getting from it. Exactly. So yeah. more absorbable nutrients. And you're the evidence because you look like you're 21. Mm. So that's the evidence of how good organic food sure. is. Um, so um, that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing I'm going to talk about in terms of organics is this fact that most of the compounds that are sprayed on non-organic foods have only been tested in an isolated um, format. So, you know, whatever they sprayed on the cabbage, for example, um, they've tested that one component, that one pesticide by itself. And you, they you were, remember we took out weight loss, right? Yeah, no, no, because when we overload our bodies with chemicals, the body stores them. So in conventional food... You, what will happen is your body will take the pesticides, which it can't process um, or it doesn't know what to do with them, and to keep you safe, it'll store them. And it'll store them in a fat cell because that's the safest place for it. Tuck the fat cell to um, the safest place away from your vital organs and store it there. So one way to start cleaning out your system is to start eating clean, fresh, organic food, drinking lots of water. Water is another really important component for weight loss because um, if you don't drink enough water, your body is going to start retaining it because you need to keep a balance of hydration in your body. Once your body starts dropping below then, your body goes, oh no, we're in trouble because we need water for every process in the body, so we'll store it. And then when we talk about water retention and weight gain, it can also that can also be playing a part in it. And I, and and you remind me of that, you know, the rule that we spoke about, you know, a while ago, where if you try and lose weight, eat as much whole foods as you want mm. and limit the other stuff. Mm. And I think that made a lot of sense. You mm. know, it's like if you feel like saying sweet, grab a piece of fruit. You mm. know, if you want to have five pieces of fruit in a day, that's okay because your body knows what to do with that stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's also a really because you bring up this really interesting topic that people are really scared of fruit. Yeah, and because of sugar. Because of sugar, <laughs> you should be scared of the sugar in a chocolate bar, not scared of a soft of the, drink or, or a soft drink yeah. or um, hidden processed. sugars. Exactly, anything, anything processed. processed. Your crisp breads, you know, you the the white crappy bread from the supermarkets that's not a sourdough. You be be scared of that sugar. Don't be scared of the sugar that naturally occurs in fruits because that also comes with so much other nutrients that like vitamins. C, vitamin A, you know, all your minerals to make you healthier and stronger. And that's why everything for superfoods is a whole food because mm -hmm. that, we believe the exactly. body knows what to do with that. Exactly. It does it, your body doesn't, it, your body understands that this is a whole food and all the different nutrients and compounds in it together work together within your body and help your body be able to recognize them and take the best things out of them. Whereas if you're just having, you know, um, processed orange juice or something that's been refined. You've mm. lost a whole lot of the good stuff 100%. that's in there and you've just got the sugar. And further note on that processed orange juice, it has been homogenized or pasteurized, sorry, not homogenized, <laughs> it's not milk. <laughs> it's been pasteurized so that um, it will be shut, like it'll stay longer in the fridge and kill off bacteria. So basically you're even getting a less of a product than you even imagine. So when you buy a fresh bottle of orange juice from the shop, unless it's been pressed immediately, 
it's probably lost most of its vitamin C. Because so vitamin the, C is water, like yeah. water soluble. So, so buy the oranges, juice them at home, exactly, make the juice, exactly. put a little bit of mint into it and a yeah. bit of ice. It's, it's incredible. Absolutely. And you enjoy it more because you made it yourself. Exactly. And and that's I think that's one of the three things that work for me, you know, is, is eating the right food. And the, the other two things I think are really important. One of them was about um, not overeating. Mm. And I think for a lot of people, especially when – for someone who loves food, it's really easy to overeat and mm. it's really easy to eat too much and feel bloated. And I feel like once you get to that stage where you're bloated and you need to undo your top button and lie on the couch for a while, your body is can't digest all the food and can't process it all because there's too much food yeah. and so it needs to store it. And you look at you look at places where there's, you know, they have the 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 highest life expectancy, and often in those places they've got these rules of like, you know, stop eating when you're eighty percent full. Because by doing that, you give your body a chance to catch up to the amount of food that you've put in it and to get full um, without getting bloated. Well, and I, I, the reason that they have that rule, whether it was um, conscious or not, was because it takes 20 minutes for the brain to signal, the stomach, the, bre- the stomach to signal to the brain that it's full. Yeah. So if you stop it at 80% capacity, then you're going to be full yeah and like by the time you finish you'll realize you're full where if you're still eating when you realize you're full you've overeaten because exactly. you're still 20 minutes exactly. later you're gonna be even more full than exactly that. and, you- and um, something we've talked about in the previous 754 podcasts on this podcast. that we've filmed yeah. is that um the emotional aspect of overeating um which can be linked there are lots of causes and, and one of the causes can be linked to as a child for example we're taught to um, finish everything on our plate. And we see that, we believe that there is love attached to our parent when we do as they've said to do. So, and it often is, they'll celebrate us, they'll be like, you did really good, you Mm. ate everything on your plate. And we get pleasure when we eat, just like we might get pleasure doing, you know, any other kind of addiction. We get pleasure from that, so it's really easy for our bodies to go, over our minds to go overboard and eat more than we really need. For sure, and there's also this idea that we attach good feelings because, of course, most foods do release, you know, certain things in our body that make us feel good. So certain foods will release hormones that make us feel good, or even foods that we had as children will release memories. So when we eat them, we will have, you know, this memory. So there's lots of things that we can emotionally tie to um, eating that we also need to, like, reflect on before we eat and make sure that we're not eating unconsciously or eating in the way that we've always eaten because that's the way we've always done it. Because the truth is if you want to do something different, like lose weight, then you're going to have to do things differently. And you're going to have to change the way you eat. Um, oh. uh, yes, sorry, Ken? No, I want to talk about the third rule, mm. which is the exercise rule. Mm. You know, about like finding an exercise you love. Mm. Like everybody, when they talk about losing weight, they always say, you've got to exercise, you've got to exercise. But no one really talks about how important it is to do an exercise you enjoy. Because I remember when I was doing uphill sprints mm. at the front of our house mm. and I hated it. You know? We have a, a bit of a steep driveway. And, it's got a bit of an incline. And I hated every moment of it, but I thought I have to do it because, you know, I want to lose weight and I want to get stronger. I want to get fitter. But only, you know, I think I, I did six weeks or something and then could never, you know, couldn't do it again because mm. I just didn't enjoy it. Whereas mm. for me, swimming is something I love and to mm. swim for me is a pleasure. It's me time. It's not, mm. it doesn't even feel like I'm exercising. I'm doing something that I really enjoy. And for you, maybe it's walking and yoga, but I think for everybody, 
find an exercise you enjoy that you will look forward to doing every day. That's not going to be work. That's not going to be a chore, but it's going to be time that you give to yourself. And at the same time, you're getting that exercise and helping to move your body and helping to lose weight. And, and I suppose that is ties in with this idea of moving your body because you love yourself, not to punish yourself. Mm. You know, like, especially if you're at a place where you don't feel good about yourself, then you can't use exercise to punish yourself. It has to be like, I get to do this for myself. Because it's um, not sustainable otherwise. No, it's not. It's yeah, that's fine. The green light should be on. <laughs> so um, should we talk about hair and toes that I have here? Yes, but first of all, I want to talk about a um, hormone that's released from the stomach called ghrelin. And when you don't get adequate sleep, when you have high stress levels, when you your hormones are out, when you eat foods that um, can be disruptive for the body, your body, so this body, your body releases ghrelin to your brain just signify hunger, to say we need to refill the tank. And um, if you have those things that we just talked about, then your ghrelin levels can be out of whack. And so they can be signifying to your brain that you're hungry even when you don't need food. So some really important things you need to do are reduce your stress levels. One of the most important things, cortisol um, has an amazing effect of storing fat and also telling your body that you're hungry. Yeah, and check out the next podcast about stress and anxiety. Yes. So the next thing um, you need to do is make sure you're getting adequate sleep. Um, you know, and it's different for everybody and their requirements, but, you know, it's been suggested between six and eight hours of um, good sleep will um, help your body start to function properly. Um, I wonder if maca would help as well in terms of the hormone balancing aspect of it. Well, maca can be very beneficial if you're if it's a hormonal thing because things like estrogen when your estrogen's too high it'll help you um store more fat um if you're like it's all body systems when something is out it's all connected it's all connected so you know the whole idea is let's fix whatever the actual problem is you know um now you want to talk about hair and tone yeah i thought we should do some kind of advertising here (laughs) But, um, well, yeah. not in the, not in the not real advertising. sense. Exactly. It's something that can help. It's just exactly. about something this that can is, help. This yeah. is, um, actually something I want to talk about first is, um, spirulina. Uh, so if spirulina is an algae, um, it's a green algae, the blue green algae. Um, ours is farmed here in Australia. It's one of very few that are actually coming from Australia. I think it's the only of... one that's freeze dried as well. Okay. The yeah. rest come from either China or Hawaii, um, and what um, spirulina does, first of all, because it neutrifies the body, um, so basically it gives the body what it needs, it'll stop you, um, it'll have you keep being, feeling a little bit full up before you eat. So if overeating is the first problem, have your spirulina first. So it's a natural appetite suppressant. Um, natural appetite. And, and I'm not a fan of appetite suppressants as a rule, but I'm, I don't see spirulina as an appetite suppressant primarily i see it as a complete nutrient source a whole food a whole food mm-hmm. that's going to give your body what it needs so this is um uh, one of our amazing products that we have it's tone in hair um it's actually one of my favorite products um 
It's a mixture of moringa and kelp. So I love the, the kelp is Tasmanian bull kelp. Um, and it's incredible for making your hair grow. <laughs> so it's not good if you have any thyroid issues, but, um, if one of the issues that you have is, is low zinc or iodine, um, the hair growth, the hair and tone, tone hair is great. And the reason why that's moringa and kelp together is, is because moringa. The, yeah, the moringa is really good for rebalancing, um, your digestion and your, and, and what's it called? Like when you break down the food and stuff? Metabolism. Your metabolism. Yeah, exactly. So, um, moringa has again, 96 mineral, um, nutrients. So they're a mixture of vitamins and minerals and other nutrients. Um, and again, it, it's basically like, um, the spirulina and it will give your body what it needs to, um, like nutrition wise. So this is one of our, and it's also, um, Moringa changes the way that body metabolizes fats. Something else, I don't know if I've got it here, but is the, um, I do have it here. I can't reach it, but is the hemp capsules. So in terms of, um, wanting to make some changes to your diet, first of all, let's, let's just get back out of the superfoods for a second. First thing I want you to do is get on the scales. One and only time I'm going to ask you to get on the scales and um, weigh yourself. So I want you to drink one liter of water for every 25 kilos of body weight you have. That's the first thing. So you're making your hydration, making sure your hydration's correct. Next um, is I want you to start having a smoothie every day. Some great things that you can put in the smoothies. Um, or you can just take them as supplements is the Australian greens. Um, you want to lose weight. You increase the fiber content of your diet. You will naturally lose weight. Fiber is basically your intestinal broom and it'll clear out your, um, digestive tract. And it's one of the most delicious ways because it just means having more fruit and vegetables in your diet because they all contain fiber. Um, and the Australian greens is just a hundred percent Australian certified organic ingredients. Exactly. The kale, broccoli, Brussels wheatgrass, sprouts, wheatgrass, barley, barley grass, grass, alfalfa bar. and green apple. Green. No, but not in the, but not in the capsules soon anymore. Is it? No green apple. Uh, no, there's not. No, there is. There is. Um, so, that is something I would encourage you to do. Um, and every morning a smoothie with a whole heap of fruit and vegetables and whatever kind of supplements that you want to add to it. Um, find an exercise you love. Find and do an that exercise every day. you love. Um, what else? Reduce stress. Reduce stress. Oh, back to reducing stress. Okay. So, um, we have a product called Reishi. Which yes. I don't have. Well, the Relax Blend. The Relax Blend. Which, which I have every day and which I've just spoken about on the Facebook community page. But or, it's about, it's Reishi and Ashwagandha together. I've got some Ashwagandha here. Yep. It's Reishi and Ashwagandha combined together. And um, the Reishi helps to improve sleep and promote calm. And the Ashwagandha this reduces is anxiety and, um, and also helps to kind of help the body deal with stress and it's an it's an incredible product so that's actually gonna we've got the actually gonna by itself we've got the australian ratio by itself we've also got both together and that, i feel like they both work really well together and in terms of um stress reduction 
because the problem with most of us is we've got on a um, hamster wheel and it's normalized. We normalize being busy. We normalize being stressed. So um, two things I'm going to suggest is you find something to do that takes the edge off. And I'm not suggesting any kind of recreational drugs uh, or alcohol. I'm suggesting you either look at yoga, you look at meditation, you journal, you do something to take the conversation out of your body and take it out of there. Um, yeah, it's that whole thing of like either change your circumstances or change the way you look exactly, at the circumstances. Exactly. But either way, you've got, you must reduce or release the stress because that can also make your body still fat. So On top um, of all the other damage it does. Absolutely. You know, they reckon that most diseases, stress is a big component of, you know, our diseases because it also reduces your immunity. It, you know, it does so many, it ages you. It, it does so many things. I'm like the biggest thing you can do to reduce stress levels is um, to reduce um, the way your body's storing fat is to reduce stress. And something else we haven't spoken about in this take, we spoke mm. about in the other 500 takes, mm. was um, how much of a difference your mindset makes. So if you believe that you're the fat guy who can't lose weight, then you'll be that person. Mm. But if you believe you can do it and you, there's every reason you can do it just like everyone else can do it, then that makes a huge difference. Absolutely. And so you've got to change your idea of what's possible and change your story yeah. about who you are. Um, and we did go in greater depth, but I think we'll leave it here yeah. for today. I think that's, that's um, good. And we'll, we'll be joining us next time for our chat about stress. And because um, I think we're going to do a whole chat about all the different ways. Um, we're going to look at some science attached to stress and um, what we can do to minimize it. Yeah. Thanks for watching or listening, everyone.